Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you here on a Tuesday as we are two days away from game day. And we're going to be waiting a while because they're not kicking off until 8.15 p.m. And, uh, Steve, we wanted to pass along some of Coach McDermott's comments today as he addressed the media on what is the equivalent of a Friday in a normal game week and, you know, naturally a lot of the questions surround the availability of some players. Last week we saw Tredavious White get 16 snaps in his first return to action almost exactly a year to the day, 364 days to be exact, from the time he last set foot on a field in the regular season. Trey comes back, plays 16 snaps against Detroit. He's not targeted once in pass coverage by Jared Goff. Plays well. Coach McDermott. Uh, was pretty pleased with the way he played, thought he played physical. Did you see him on the first snap? Go back and watch the tape on the first snap. He's lined up in the slot, and he ragdolls the guy. Guy tries to run at him and block him, and he kind of grabs him by the shoulder pads and throws him right on the ground. Nice. You know what we were saying in the summer? I told Trey you. was yoked up. Yeah, he was all yoked. He and he I'll might be the too. strongest he's ever been in his upper body. He looks great. I mean, he's looked great for six months, right? Because, and I, I've been there. You get this knee injury and stuff, and all you do, you can't like run, you can't jump, you can't lift with your legs. So all you do is bench and do high pulls and lat pulls and bicep curls and tricep, you know, all that stuff. You work your upper body because you're waiting around for your leg to heal. Mm-hmm. You can't do any lower body work, and. Yeah, it hangs out with you for a little bit after you start getting back on your feet. Because once you start running again, it's really difficult to do a lot of things that you could do when you weren't doing that. Because when you run, I mean, athletes will tell you this. If you if you don't run and all you do is lift, you get strong and you can do all this stuff. But when you, as soon as you start running, man, it's, it's, it's hard to put weight on. Yeah. It's hard to push more weight. It's hard to get stronger, all of that. Because running really really sucks the energy out of your body. So Coach was naturally asked today, after 16 reps last week, is the plan here to increase Tredavious White's rep count this week? Here's what Coach said. Yeah, and and whether it was a division opponent or not, Sal, we'd be trying to increase increase, uh, Trey's rep count. So we'll see where that goes uh, as we move forward here. So no definitive amount given, 
And sometimes the flow of the game can compromise how much, you know, you go in with a plan last week, for example, coach said the plan was 15 to 20 reps and he got 16 snaps. Basically the first two drives by the Detroit offense, Trey was on the field and that was it done for the day. Where do we think the rep count goes this week? Do you think it doubles? You think it's 30 to 40? I imagine it'll go to halftime. Oh, you think he plays a half? Yeah, maybe. He was a couple of series, um, depending on how successful they are. And, you know, if they go three and out a bunch, it may extend it deeper into the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Depending on how that goes. Because, you know, it's like the preseason. It's hard to get a a set number of snaps because all of a sudden you're – three plays into a 10-play drive and your snap counts up, then you walk off the field and this the other guy comes in the middle of the series. It's kind of weird. Um, I, I would say they'll do that. And when, once you get into like 20 snaps or 25 snaps, you're looking at half a game, yeah. you know, or thereabouts, depending on how the halves break up and the possessions. So, yeah, it, it may be that he goes like, I'm, give me a hat till halftime or – let me come in in the second half of the game or something like that. I think that would be harder to do. Right? I agree. I would agree. I mean, you'd still have warm-up time, you know, after halftime, but not nearly as much of a warm-up as you do before right. the game. Starts. It's much more controlled leading up to those reps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other comment that we wanted to pass along to you from Coach McDermott this morning when he met the media was his message to the defensive line in the absence of Von Miller going into this game. Yeah, I mean, just like it would be to, to any anyone who has to step in, it's, it's next man up. And, um, you know, Vaughn was, Vaughn was brought here for a reason. Um, but we also drafted AJ and Boogie and Greg for a reason as well. So it's now is their time and their opportunity um, to step up and, and to go for it. And, uh, you know, the foundation that, that they are or should be for us as we continue to move forward um, and Vaughn certainly being a piece of that is that foundation by those three is an important cornerstone of, of who we are and what we're trying to become as a, as a defense and a, and a front in this case. I think for, for the Bills, not having Vaughn Miller is not going to be um, debilitating for this defense, and I think for this reason. The next three weeks – you're facing pocket quarterbacks. You've got Mac Jones, Mike White, Tua Tagovailoa, guys that for the most part do not run. They can move if, if needed, but they don't make it a habit. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Last week against Jared Goff, after Von Miller leaves the game, what happened in the second half when the guys on the back end were getting picked on? Coach Coach Frazier starts dialing up the blitz calls. Here comes Matt Milano. Jerry Goff gets skittish in the pocket and their offense kind of struggles for a couple of series. I expect them to turn to that page again. Now the circumstances might be a little bit different because in that game last week, the bills were down to three defensive ends, Shaq Lawson, Boogie Basham and Mike love. That's all they had. Yeah, they were thin. So they needed the the linebackers to be a part of the blitz game, the pass rush, et cetera. And Matt Milano was the main player in that. Now, (laughs) This week, you're going to probably have Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa in the end rotation, and Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker with Milano again. Not to mention the fact that your defensive tackles are all healthy. Right. Did you hear Ed Oliver this week? 
So he was asked, hey, you know, you guys are down at the defensive end position. No Vaughn, you know, you guys can be able to hold it down. He goes, well, last I checked, all four defensive tackles are healthy. We can do it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm also going to say this. Yesterday, doing the show, I'm talking to senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe, Ben Volan. He said, hey, look, last week the offensive line did okay against Minnesota, one of the worst defenses in football. He goes, it's a major step up in competition this week. He goes, and all season long, he said, this offensive line for the Patriots has been an abomination, an abomination of offensive football. So advantage Buffalo in this one when it comes to Patriots O-line, Bill's D-line. The hard part about Even it, without Von. The hard part becomes that there's two things. One, you, you, you think you've got the advantage there defensive line-wise against their offensive line talent-wise and – schematically and the way they've been playing up to this year. The question is how much of an advantage is it going to be when they actually get in there and bang heads? And two, what do the Patriots anticipate their problems being? Are they looking at this the same way other people are, like you and I and Ben Volin? Do they see this as a mismatch themselves? And if they do, what's their counter? I say, listen, we're not going to be able to hold up on these guys if we have to drop back every snap and go five-step drop or go out of shotgun, go empty. We're not going to hold up five on four. What's their plan going to be? What have they done to counteract that in other games? And you have to have a plan for that. And then the chess match begins because there's no magic elixir for winning a football game of that nature. Certainly, if you can get constant pressure with only four guys rushing and it's quick, that's a huge problem for any offense. But there are things you can do to get rid of the ball fast. Can the Bills counteract that with their secondary and their linebackers and other things that they can do? We'll see. But that's where the chess match is. How do the Patriots see that mismatch if it isn't such such a mismatch, if it turns out to be? What's their plan, and can you have a counter for it? Yeah. And then... Once that all takes place, okay, what's their adjustment? What's their plan? Because they're not going to come in there thinking, hoping this works and not do anything else. What's their plan B? This beca- it becomes an, a game of adjustments. We've seen it a million times, you know, all through the Sean McDermott era and Leslie Frazier era. you got to adjust to it and have an answer for it because all too well, you know, we saw it last year, even in the playoff game where the Bills were perfect offensively, early in that game, the Patriots – got down there, and until the Micah Hyde interception that was on a guy that was open for a second, the Patriots were moving the football. So we'll see. But, you know, I... Let's not forget this, though, okay? The Bills are getting some horses back here. I mean, Greg Rousseau, first-round pick. Tremaine Edmonds, first-round pick. (laughs) And let's not forget this. Both games against the Patriots last year... No Tredavious White. He had already torn his ACL before the Bills even played the Patriots in either of the two games last year. The Bills, That's three first-rounders, bro, that are in the lineup on defense They're getting week. some guys with some traits back in the lineup. They're getting No some... Trey White in the Patriots games last year. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Boogie Basham is a second-round pick, too. Uh, they've oh, got yeah. some guys with some traits, and they've got some bigger guys down inside than they had last year. Harris... Uh, you know, Harrison Phillips isn't there Star anymore. Star Tulele. Star Tulele is not there anymore. Vernon Butler. 
Right. I mean, so now you got, got better guys in there. You man. got Tim Settle. You got Daquan Jones. You got Ed Oliver, and you've got the big guy, Big Phil. Yeah, Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips. That's a different. That's a better crew down. That's inside. a wrecking crew, bro. Yeah, um, they are better down inside, and I think it's going to make it more difficult for the Patriots to run, just hand it off and run it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but that's where I think this game is this week. I think it's it's that matchup and what Mac Jones can do against it with those guys on the outside. Um, it's crucial. Let's take it's a crucial. quick phone call at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. We go to Judy in Buffalo. Judy, what do you got for us? Hold on. Let me pull you up here. Let me try again. What do you got for us, Judy? You're on One Bills Live. You know, I'm I'm afraid this is deja vu all over again. The names may be different, but really, the the whole the whole personnel have not changed that much on this team, and we are facing at least four tough games coming up. Um, I, I hope that they're up to it. I hope that they can get Gabe Davis to the point where he was last year, because there's something fundamentally missing on this team. Uh, I, I can't go into any game and really feel positive about it anymore. Um, so uh, I'm just hoping. Right now, our record is pretty good. But as I say, we could lose three games easily coming up. And I don't know where that puts us in the playoffs. Oh, it's over then. Yeah, I see, here's it's over. The thing. You're not winning I, I the division. And the reason happens. I think the reason I feel about it like you do, Judy, is that when the Bills are losing games or struggling, it's – they can't get it together. I don't think yeah, they beat themselves. They've never. I don't see any team on their schedule. Even even the Bengals, the Dolphins. None of these teams. Are, if if the Bills play their best, they are to me unbeatable. They are the best team in the league. They are the Super Bowl favorites we saw in the preseason. They're the team that everybody was talking about. They're the team that went into the Thursday night opener and hung thirty one on the Rams and forty one in Week Two. That's that team. They're just playing. They're just smoking when they're on hitting on all cylinders. But they're their own worst enemies. They're their own worst enemies. They turn the football over more than anybody in the league, or at least as and much as they do in, it in the red zone. And they do it in the time when they need to not do it. They've not only taken points off the boards, they've taken them away from themselves and given their opponents opportunities. That's a crusher, and that gives you this idea that, man, any team out there could take advantage of what the Bills do to themselves and beat them. And that's a problem getting on board with the, you know, the Super Bowl favorites that we all thought that they were going to be, that they were this, this coming into this season. That really sabotages your passion and your optimism for how these games could go. But we all know, I th- still think, that when this team hits on all cylinders and plays their football, ain't nobody staying with them. The problem is we don't see it enough. We don't see them do it enough. Because they, they you know, it's the cliches. You sh- they shoot themselves in the foot. You know, they, they, they fumble the ball away and they fumble the game away too often or too much to, to get out in front. I mean, they're, they're good. They, are. they beat, they beat the, the, the Packers by 10 they beat the Browns by eight. You know, they beat the Lions by three. All in games where they turn the football over too much. You know, and then the two losses, the Jets and the Vikings, you know, the Vikings, oh my gosh. You know, 
they had three game-stopping plays that all went catastrophically the other way. Stopping game. Game-stopping plays. Game winners. Make the play. You win the game. It's over. Three times in the Minnesota game, they blew it. But they have another red zone turnover last week. Josh Allen, that, seven of Josh Allen's last nine turnovers have been in the red zone. People so are like, hey, what's going on in the why, red zone? Why aren't they? That's but, why they're turning the ball over. That's why I feel like Judy does. It's hard to get on board with, hey, this is going to, let's go, when you don't know if your team's going to, you know, not yeah. stumble no, themselves. Are, hey, newsflash, you sign up to be a sports fan, <laughs> there are no guarantees. <laughs> there just aren't. There just, just aren't, especially in this league. Yeah, just in this league where the margins are as narrow as they are in any professional sport, there are no guarantees. This team is right here. Just give me a game where the Bills play their best football, and I'll, I'll live with the result because I know what it's going to be. Yeah. We have to break here. More of your phone calls next on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 